Hi everyone. Happy Sunday. I hope that you're good. I've raised up my laptop screen. I'm not on my remote camera today. I'm on this one, but I've got a brand new Mac. So next week we will see how much better the picture quality is. Fun and games. Um, so I always think it looks fine when you're on Zoom and then you export the recording and you're like, hmm, questionable. But I always just think it's not about perfect. It's about doing the thing you want to do from the place of like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to share with you rather than this perfect image. And do you know what? There'll be people that tell you that the, and look, let me be honest here. I do believe the quality of the content we put out in terms of how it looks, the optics of the content is important alongside the content. But I think it's about not procrastinating on making things perfect because I absolutely used to be this person. And, you know, sometimes that would mean I'd put things out and there'd be a mistake or I'd put things out and, you know, it compressed the quality and blah, blah, blah. And it used to stress me out. And then I just realized I was like, yeah, but the point is I kept moving forward. And I think that's really the key with anything. If you're someone who wants to put out content, maybe you're someone who wants to start a podcast, like the key is like out content. Maybe I'll do a podcast for you on how to do a podcast. Can always do that for you. I've um, got lots of friends who help people do that. So I can get in touch with them and get them on the podcast. But that's not the topic for today. The topic for today is feeling safe. Now, this is not feeling safe as in making sure your door's locked, you know, not getting burgled. Like that's not the feeling of safety that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the feeling, the sense of self-trust, the sense of self-knowing, the sense of self-certainty, the sense of calmness, the sense of peace that comes when you feel safe in your own life experience. And just to be clear, again, I'm not talking about outward dangers or the behaviors of other people. I'm talking about feeling safe in yourself to grow, feeling safe in yourself to strive for the next level of something, feeling safe in yourself to put yourself out there, feeling safe in yourself to be seen, feeling safe in yourself to receive. And so hopefully today when I explain this to you, I will be able to explain it in a way that's articulate that you understand but it might be that I need to do some more and that's okay too. So let me explain the context of this. So I keep getting distracted because there's definitely a fire. I mean, I'm sure it's an intentional bonfire, but you know, when you're like, but is it though? Like over the field, we've got like a big field, like a, it's turning into a nature reserve at the moment. They're building it up into like this perfect. Yeah. Anyway. And it's a field currently. And over there, there's like some houses over on that far side. And I can just see smoke. <laughs> I'm like, I hope everything's okay. Um, do you think I should call 999? Do you think I should pause the podcast and just call a, call a fire engine? But I think they're okay. I think we're okay. Um, right, let's explain some context to feeling safe. So move my screen a bit so I can sit back. Okay, perfect. So first of all, last year, and I can't remember exactly when, I want to say early summer, I really felt this feeling that I'd like dealt with a lot of things cognitively, I'd intellectually, and again, we try to intellectualize, intellectualize personal development and emotional growth all the fucking time. But I really felt like I'd processed a lot of stuff. Like I'd I'd mentally healed quite a lot of stuff. I'd processed a lot of conflicts. I'd processed a lot of belief things. I, you know, I honestly just felt like I was like, I feel like I'm there in my head, but just something doesn't feel right. And I was having waves of anxiety and I don't, I wouldn't call myself an anxious person. Um, and I wouldn't say I necessarily have anxiety, but I've had waves of anxiety in my past. And my personal belief is they're twofold. So one, they come from dysregulated gut health. And for me, for sure, that's something I'm sensitive to after my um, toxic shock and 
kind of liver toxicity back in 2012 I'm very sensitive to my gut being dysregulated and obviously your gut is connected to your vagus nerve and your vagus nerve is connected to your brain, right? So number one, when my gut health is dysregulated, I 100% can feel waves of anxiety. But on the flip side of that, it didn't feel like a gut health thing. I kind of knew that this was coming from an inner state of, and I didn't know the word was dysregulation at the time, but really an inner state of dysregulation. And I couldn't really put my finger on why, because intellectually I felt like I was there. So I don't know if you can relate to that. If you can relate, drop me a little message on Instagram or you can comment below. I would love for you to leave a little review on this podcast anyway, because the more reviews we have, the more people see it, the more people get to experience it, the more people get to hear my dulcet tones and how hilarious I am. But in all seriousness, I yeah felt this overwhelming sense of being dysregulated. So I spoke to my therapist who has been my therapist since 2019. We actually have ceased out work together now because I want to progress our relationship and we have to obviously you know cease our relationship officially and then wait a period of like a waiting time um under and again I don't know the official regulation rules but like psychotherapy rules basically which is totally cool with me because this woman is amazing you need I need her on the podcast I need her to make courses I need her to do things that I can share with you and tell you who she is but I can't do that until we waited out our window from our cease agreement so the point being I spoke to my therapist who has been my therapist since 2019 And I said, what the fuck is going on? Like, and she said this line, which I've said before on this podcast is the story of your life is stored in your body. And so we were talking about everything from energy. We were talking about chakras and however you want to, you know, understand those like energy centers in the body. We were talking about the nervous system. And the biggest thing we were talking about is how the nervous system becomes dysregulated. So for any of you that don't know, we live very much it we need it we and balance doesn't mean a perfect equilibrium of 50 50 just to be clear but we need to be able to as humans switch from our sympathetic nervous system which is our react system so that's react and act and then to our relaxed system which is our parasympathetic nervous system like our body cannot stay in our sympathetic nervous system full time because it physically burns itself out that's what burnout is right is when the sympathetic nervous system and again i'm paraphrasing and and simplifying so not a psychotherapist here right um, when our central nervous system is chronically in a state of hyperactive sympathetic nervous system. So we were in the position where I really recognized that I was probably living in fight, flight, freeze or fawn. And just to be clear what they are. So fight is when you're like always edgy, always on edge. Flight is like always looking to run away from something, always looking to distract yourself, always looking for you know, and this is where a lot of like substance usage comes in. I'm not gonna say abuse, but substance abuse comes in, whether that's sugar, alcohol, vaping, smoking, drugs, oversleeping, television. I mean, I've cycled them all guys. I'm going to be totally honest. Over the last 15 years, I've pretty much cycled them all. Um, That flight mode. And that's basically just because your brain's like, no, can't deal with this right now. And then freeze mode is when you paralyze and do absolutely nothing. Definitely been through periods of that as well, where I just literally was so apathetic. I was like, I couldn't even, didn't want to get out of bed. And I think there's a difference between depression and central nervous system burnout. Now, not in a medical, I'm not, again, not a medical doctor, but what I can tell you is I am talking about, when I'm talking about not being able to get out of bed in the morning, I'm talking about it very much from just a sense of overwhelm and exhaustion rather than necessarily a state of hopelessness, just to be clear about the difference there. And then fawning is really where you, and this is something I've learned about in the last few months, really, because I want to understand it, especially as a coach, like it's, you know, I said about this on my podcast with Nikki, it's my responsibility to understand these things and how people find themselves in these situations, especially if I'm going to coach any of this out, obviously within my therapeutic, non-therapeutic background. 
So fawning, what fawning really is in my interpretation and understanding is really seeking other people's approval and validation. It's peacekeeping, it's people pleasing, it's looking from one mentor to the next. It's, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Pedestals. It's, you know, celebrity crushing. It's idolizing. It's all of that. Because what that does is when you put all your attention on that, you don't have to deal with the thing that you need to do. And also by fawning, when then you get the validation from that person or the love from that person or the approval from that person, and it might be more than one person, just to be clear. This this generally stems from childhood when we don't get it from a certain parent, where it generally stems from. And just a side note this, I was that person who resisted talking about my childhood in therapy for like literally two fucking years. I was like, no, don't need to talk about it. It was great. And the truth is my childhood was great. Like my parents are amazing people. And I, you know, my siblings are amazing, but that doesn't mean your childhood is perfect just because the people in your life, because you love those people and they were great, doesn't mean you had a perfect childhood and doesn't mean you didn't come out of it with some kind of complication or attachment style or something that has led to your adult life if you're fucking buzzing and happy amazing if you're not something to look at but anyway so fawning really is that so basically what happens when we're in the sympathetic nervous system is we stay in one of those we basically flip between those states fight flight freeze or fawn and like i said i've been in every single one one million percent in the last 15 years i can pinpoint stages where i was in that Now, when you're not in that, so when you can pivot into the parasympathetic nervous system, which means your relaxed system and you can genuinely regulate, and this is the word regulate, regulate between the two things in a very like you can control it way, that really is living from your truest, most authentic, safe self. But when you don't feel safe in yourself and safe to be you and safe to be seen and safe to receive, you will most likely be living in that state of fight, flight, freeze or fawn all the time. And you will pivot between them. And this is why it's really, really good, really important. And, you know, as much as I've been a mindset coach for the last eight years, seven years, seven years, I, one of the things I can tell you is doing the body work is also important, doing the somatic work. So whether that looks like Reiki, whether that looks like massage, whether that looks like aromatherapy, whether that looks like um oh my god I could talk about so many things yoga pilates like I mean the list is fucking endless but basically moving your body to clear the energy that's stored in your body to use that line so with that being said how do you identify that you don't feel safe in yourself and I would honestly these are how this is I'm gonna I can only speak from my experience right and what I can tell you is when you're questioning yourself when you're doubting yourself when you still have destructive behaviors that are in the opposite direction of your goals there's a difference between small time habits that are just like based on laziness and when actually you can see yourself self-soothing on a frequent basis when you can see yourself being destructive or getting to a place and then snapping right back like basically foundationally you need to be able to regulate your central nervous system whilst working on your mindset because working on your mindset is one thing but if you work on your mindset and get your belief system in a great place but you then don't help the body restore itself, restore that central nervous system, and you're still living at 10,000 miles an hour, your nervous system's going to burn out all over again. This is something I didn't understand. So I cognitively have been doing this personal development mindset work for the last 10 years. But the truth was, I really only started looking at the body work in the last few. And ironically, there's been times in my past where I've been doing body work without knowing I was doing it. But the key is to cognitively intentionally know that you're doing it. Because when you're intentionally regulating yourself, you're actually giving yourself back more autonomy. And autonomy is really 
the place the authentic self lives, the truest, fullest part of you. And the truest, fullest part of you, when they feel safe to be themselves, you're fucking unstoppable. You're also a magnet for miracles, right? You are an absolute magnet for the law of attraction. You are a magnet for manifesting because you, your energy isn't split, right? Your energy isn't split in 17 directions between fight, flight, freeze, fawn, and the odd good day, right? It's completely intentionally aligned with who you know you are, what you know you want, and who you know you want to be. And there's no doesn't mean you don't get pissed off. It doesn't mean you don't have a moment. It doesn't mean you don't get, when someone makes you jump, it doesn't mean you don't have a day where you just think, fuck, I can't do this. But what it does mean is that you're able to regulate yourself and pivot back into the state of, I've got this, I trust myself, I know myself, I like myself, I'm here, I'm worth it, right? And feeling safe is about regulating that central nervous system through healing trauma, both in a cognitive sense and in a body sense. So that and trauma, right? And this is the way that my therapist describes trauma. And it's so, and I, again, every definition is different, but I can tell you how I've defined things and how we have defined things in our coaching th therapeutic relationship and how I then translate that into the way I communicate with you is trauma is the sense of safety you felt within an event. Trauma is the sense of safety you felt within an event or the lack of. And actually it's nothing, sometimes what most people think is I've not been through anything bad. Why would I have trauma? Or I've dealt with that. Why would I feel like I've got trauma? And the truth is trauma sometimes is not a one-time event. Trauma sometimes is repetition, is frequency, is chronic stress, is chronic exhaustion. And the, all of these things, right? Also, not only overstimulate the central nervous system and cause, you know, cognitive issues or emotional issues, but also cause gut issues, cause hormonal imbalance, cause, you know, like sleep problems, cause all sorts of problems with, you know, uh, what's what I'm looking for, reproduction. And, you know, all these things are genuinely, in all the hundreds of stories that I've heard in the conversations I've had with people, those who regulate their central nervous system and do that on a frequent basis, not only feel safe to be themselves, but they, and then, like I said, become that magnet for manifesting, but also in a body sense, in a healing sense, in a health sense, in a well-being sense, are aligned with their body and they communicate and they know what's wrong. And do you know what? One of the biggest things that I've always felt is I've always felt really connected to my body. I think when you've been a really, really sick person and then you get really well, you feel totally in tune. But what I can also tell you is it's very, very easy to become dysregulated very quickly when you're consuming, you know, the odd biscuit that becomes a biscuit after every meal. When you have a glass of wine at the weekend that becomes a glass of wine every night. Guys, I'm talking from experience here. <laughs> I'm not projecting this. I'm telling you this is me. Was me. And it's very easy to become dysregulated because it's very easy for your body then to seek out these external things to regulate itself rather than you needing to do that intentional body clearing, energy, restoring, healing work to regulate. So feeling safe is about feeling regulated and feeling regulated comes from processing, clearing and cleaning up both the head work and the body work. So guys, this is why the confidence course existed. This is where the confidence course came from. If you're not confident to be yourself, it's likely because you don't feel safe to be yourself. Feeling safe to be ourselves comes from, like I said, that sense of inner safety, that sense of inner regulation, that sense of inner control, that sense of inner power, and not control from a manipulative sense, but control from just a sense of being like, I have got this. That's what confidence is. Confidence is being safe to be yourself. This is where the fucking confidence course came from because- I knew, I knew that this is what I needed to do. And look, let's be truthful. All my courses are an extension of the work that I have done. 
I won't teach you to do anything I haven't done myself. I won't give you materials or work to do that I'm not willing to fucking do. Because again, there was this, there's this quote in, in leadership and management. And obviously I've been managing people in my career and you know leading people for a long time now. You know, I was quite senior, very young in my corporate career. And what I can tell you is this line changed my life. I would never ask anyone to do anything I wouldn't do myself. So if you used to work for me in events and I asked you to mop the floor, that isn't because I wouldn't mop the floor. It's because I need to go deal with a crisis, <laughs> right? I will happily mop the floor. I will happily pack boxes. I'll happily build Ikea tables. I mean, I've done it all, guys. There's literally nothing I haven't done in an event environment. There's nothing I won't not prepared to do in my business environment. If I'm telling you, you need to, you know, in the money course, you need to sit down and look at three months of how you've been fucking spending and get real with yourself. I'm the person who's doing that. If I'm the person telling you to do the body and the healing work, I'm fucking doing that. And so that's what I really want to leave you with is that sense of inner safety comes from knowing it's safe to be yourself. It's safe to trust yourself. It's safe to like yourself. It's safe to know yourself. But it's not It's not about cognitively knowing what I've just said and feeling great off this podcast. It's about being willing to do that inner work, to look at it, to process it, to feel it, to heal it and to deal it. And this is where I created the confidence course. And this is why I'm a massive, massive fan of therapy and somatic therapies. So I feel like I'm done. I feel like that's all I need to say today. But this was the healing series. This was the way that I see it. I love you all very much. And I'll see you in the next episode.